excited about today's guest. Welcome to SheBoss. I am Megan, and I am honored to be here with Erica Despain with All Things Madison, owner and author and all of the things because she does it all. So thank you so much for joining us <laughs> yeah. for SheBoss. I'm super excited to be here. Thank and you. I've learned so much from you already, just seeing the behind the scenes of how you run your business. I'm inspired by it. So thank you. It's total chaos for those that haven't had a chance. <laughs> no, just kidding. You hide it well. I mean, that's the life of an entrepreneur. Right. Yes, that's, that's that is what it's all about. So, well, I'm so excited to just hear your story. And you know, ever since, um, ever since you've you've started All Things Madison, it's been such an amazing thing to see how you're showcasing local area businesses. You're such a community advocate. Um, I don't know that a lot of people realize that you are actually from Madison mm-hmm. and you left and you came back. Mm-hmm. And I could only imagine what that transformation has, you know, done to help influence the, the the current status of All Things Madison. But just tell us a little bit about your story and how you got to where you. Yeah. So, well, thanks again for having me. So I did grow up here. I used to think that everybody in Madison was from Madison because it was a small town. Everybody was from here. So I'll never forget coming back to visit. Um, So just to back up a little bit, graduated from Bob Jones, went to University of Alabama. While I was there, I met my husband who was in school at West Point in New York. He was going to be an army officer, um, and we got married after college and then set sail for what we thought would be a military career. And I was excited about it because I was ready to flap my wings and get out of Alabama, and it really fit my personality well. Um, But after about eight years, we decided that we were ready to put down roots. And, you know, we'd lived all over the country and had traveled the world with military experiences, and we chose Madison very intentionally. Um, I always knew it was a good place to live. But it wasn't because I was biased. Like, it actually is a great place to live. So I think that experience in the military deepened my appreciation for living here. So we moved back here in 2018, four years ago. Um, We had two daughters at the time. We now have a third. (laughs) So we have our complete family. um, And we love living here. So I started All Things Madison two years after we moved back to Madison because I saw a hole in the market. And two and a half years later, we're still rocking and rolling with the business. So I love it so much. And you've you've really created such a niche. Like there isn't Mm -hmm. something like all things Madison here in North Alabama. That's really, and again, you lead with the desire to showcase local business and support Mm -hmm. local business, which is critical to the lifeblood of our community. So, Mm -hmm. so what, what drew that passion out of you? You, I know you're a writer and you're a creator at heart. So what was it about the community that Mm -hmm. really inspired you to want to take that path? You know, I like to say that I'm actually my own audience. I find that when when you understand what's within five miles of your home. You just enjoy your home, your Monday through Friday, a little bit more. You don't have the inconvenience of running 20 minutes away for a routine appointment. You run five minutes away. And then you just have a little bit more time in your day. And one day leads to the next day. And you eventually just have a whole life of resources that are right within five minutes of you. And it just, without even realizing it, enhances your life. And then in the meantime, it supports our local businesses. So I found that while... You know, Huntsville is obviously a big community. There was a lot of coverage um, for Huntsville. But when I looked at Madison and the businesses that I wanted to support in Madison, I didn't want to see them go under because other people didn't know about them. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also wanted to go on a journey of discovering what was under my nose. Um, So it seemed to kind of fill the need to learn what was right around me, tell other people what was right around them. 
and also support the businesses that maybe are truly local, don't have these massive budgets, but deserve the business. Yeah. I love the aspect of curiosity yeah. that you have because yes. I think that curiosity is such mm-hmm. a critical trait to mm-hmm. carry to just continual learning yeah. and to figure out what, like you said, what is around you and, yeah. and what that really looks like. And two, you get a chance to build relationships with local business owners. The best relationships. And, right. Mm-hmm. And they get a chance to know you. You mm-hmm. know that these small businesses that open in Huntsville have a vested interest in seeing yes. the community move forward in the mm-hmm. way that you do, yeah. as opposed to maybe some big box you know, stores that For sure. don't really have that homegrown kind of tie. So, so tell me a little bit about starting All Things Madison. Obviously, there are some challenges mm-hmm. that you run into in doing that. Sure. And knowing you, I know that you seem very much like a go big or go home kind of person. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> you so, size me up well. Yeah. So, um, but with that being said, sometimes creating a business model such as All Things Madison can be challenging to uh-huh. explain to people. So what does that really mean, right? So sure. when you were originally looking kind of at the drawing board for mm-hmm. what that looked like, Walk me through kind of that that phase for you and some of the challenges that you faced with that. Sure, it's super easy to put my finger on the biggest challenge um, in the beginning, but one that I, I kind of wonder if I'll ever not deal with, and that's explaining to people what this is. Yeah. <laughs> and really at its core, I understand that question because I didn't model my business after another business. Yeah. Now, did I invent the wheel when it comes to being an influencer or being media? Of course not. There have been plenty of people that have come before me um, who cover their local businesses or whatnot, but I knew that what I was doing was kind of half media, half influencer. It was going to be very first person um, and writing from the place of, hey, I live here too. So I'm showcasing your business, but also I'm not just in it to grow your business. I'm in it to provide a resource and answer questions for community members. So I look at those two audiences. Um, So I think that's always been my biggest challenge is explaining to people that, hey, this avenue of advertising, it works. Yeah. Yeah. It's proven super effective, but I understand that it's Mm non-traditional. So what can I do to just help you see what that would look like to work with your business? So I almost envision this as, um, you know, when you take a, when you're shopping on Amazon, I hate to say that I'm shopping on Amazon, but if you're shopping on Amazon and you see, Mm -hmm. you know, customer reviews, I'm all about the reviews. Like that's where I make my decision. Same. Yeah. And you, you do such a great job of bringing that aspect to light, which I think is so neat because, Mm -hmm. you know, following all things Madison, I've seen multiple businesses and I'm like, I had no clue. I've driven by there every single day on my Mm -hmm. way to work, but I never really, my interest wasn't peaked in the way that it is now because Mm -hmm. I've gotten this inside scoop and you're you're going in and asking these questions that maybe as a consumer, you don't want to ask, right? Or you don't have the platform to ask, right? Right. I am very comfortable with going in and I always, one of my lines I repeat all the times is please make please excuse my ignorance, but because I'm not an expert in your field or in the field of lip injections or the field of um, boutiques or any of those things. So, but the thing is, is I realize that my audience isn't either. So if I have questions to understand someone's business, they do too. Mm -hmm. And I have that platform to ask. So I'm going to ask them so that I can then educate the readers who are just like me, who they may not shop there or go there because they don't understand. 
and I'm going to clear all that up for you. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about um, the value benefit that you've heard from some of the clients that you mm -hmm. support. I'm curious to hear, I mean, I would imagine the, the return on, mm -hmm. I don't want to say return on the investment, but the return that they get in partnering with All Things Madison is, yeah. is massive because you're really able to open their sure. brand up to an audience that perhaps would never get a chance to see it. So to share with me a little bit about what you've heard from some of your clients about that. Sure. I would say it's there's two answers to that. Um, one of the most frequent responses I hear from a business after I've written a website article in um, specific is that most of them have never had their stories told. Hmm. That they have never had someone look at their business or their journey from just an outside point yeah, of view. Biased perspective. So yeah. what I do is I go in and I ask those hard questions that maybe they've never really thought about or they've ever yeah. pieced together how they really did get from A to B to C to D. Yeah. And then I write it in this story that makes sense for my readers, but also to them, they're like, this is such a gift to us. Yeah. Someone just shared our story and they get how hard that we've worked to get here. Yeah. Um, and as a business owner, that's a really hard thing to do yeah. because you're so closely vested to it. Right. That's really, we, we find that a lot mm -hmm. with our clients where, I mean, it's just talking about the storytelling aspect of how yes. they came to be and, and taking the values that are just yeah. words on a wall and yeah. actually filling in the blanks. That way people mm -hmm. can understand how to connect with them. That's difficult. Right. It's not easy. Right. Well, and writing the articles takes, I mean, starting from interviewing them about their story to actually releasing the piece. It may take me 10 to 12 hours on one story because this is their story. Yeah. This is their shot to have it them. written down in a very accurate way. Yeah. Um, and so I pour my heart into it. And yeah. so for them to read it, they call me or text me or email me that they're in tears because they're reading about themselves. And it, it gives them confidence of, hey, we really have worked really hard. So that's kind of the first incredible piece of feedback that they feel so validated in, in their hard work as a small business. Um, but the second part of it is the return on investment. Yeah. Um, because my overhead is significantly lower than say some other forms of maybe long-term or you know long-time traditional advertising, they do see a generally pretty great return on investment, sometimes 900%, 1,000% or more. Now, of course, I can never guarantee that, right? right? Um, but it is generally what I see. Sometimes, sometimes it's within 48 hours, yeah. you know, wow. that they don't just have more exposure out there, but they actually see new foot traffic. Yeah. Um, wow. And that's what I love. That's I mean, huge. that lights me up. Yeah. So do you, I'm out of curious, curiosity, do you mm -hmm. ask them for continued feedback after the fact? Like, is that a relationship that's kind of nurtured that way you can understand maybe what we could have done differently or mm -hmm. what did this yield and how maybe taking that into the next client that you support to maybe yeah. change that strategy a little bit? So I'll be super honest. I actually don't currently ask for much feedback. Okay. I generally do hear it, um, but don't ask for much. And this that comes from a place of, um, I understand that the results they might see are probably it's a long game, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Especially with website articles. Yeah. Um, there's a search engine optimization game there mm -hmm. where I could write their article in 2022 and in 2024, they're gonna still see traffic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so for me, I have an understanding that their investment doesn't end once the initial promotion ends. Yeah. Um, and so I think for me, there is a little bit of a fear of maybe they were dissatisfied with 
maybe lack of immediate traffic yeah. um, when because I know that it's kind of a waiting game. Yeah. Um, so that's something that I could do better in my business. It just but comes hard. Yeah, it it's comes hard. from a place of, oh, I don't know if I want to hear anything <laughs> negative if I understand there's more to it. Right. That's just right. being honest. No. So, I mean, <laughs> as a marketing company, we deal with that all the time. Sure. Honestly, because mm -hmm. we're not, we are definitely not, and I know you are not either, where let's, let's make an investment today for a quick buck tomorrow. Like right. that is not the game that we are in. We are right. also in the long game Same. and you know your expertise in SEO and mm -hmm. content and writing and you know being able to do that storytelling is yeah. truly what creates that emotional tie mm -hmm. with the end user and that's what builds the trust yeah that, that creates that long-term customer mm -hmm. so I mean not that this is a sales pitch on all things Madison yeah. but you know for any businesses who are really wanting to you know pour themselves into an authentic approach mm -hmm. to really tap into a community, this is a way to do it. Sure. I mean, it truly is. I mean, and well, thank you. I appreciate but it. But it is. I mean, yeah. it really is. And that's and a lot of people don't understand that because it's not mm -hmm. the traditional method. Right. It's really not. It's a little bit out of the box. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes, you know, with, with those non-traditional, you know, tactics, mm -hmm. there's not always that go-to, well, here's the exact ROI, you know. And, right. You know, which is something it's a little bit foreign to some people. Sure. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, so talk a little bit about we're going into the holiday season. By the time that this airs, this will be right before the holiday season. We yes. wanted to kind of use this particular She Boss episode to promote all things small business yes. and all things local business. And, you know, both Madison and Huntsville, we're, we're lovers of both, of course. And I am too. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, but, you know, talk a little bit about uh, maybe some suggestions that you might have for businesses going into the holidays where, I don't know, any, any creative ideas that you have around ways that they can help to just differentiate themselves and create some buzz and, yeah. and maybe some ways that you would suggest that they could, you know, you could help with that. Sure. So the first thing that comes to mind that a business can do is consistent social media coverage. Yeah. So if you have great products, don't just put them out there one time, put it out there on Monday. And then again, the next Wednesday, utilize stories, utilize Facebook, utilize your email newsletter. The thing that's hard about social media is the algorithm. Yeah. So you could post this amazing set of new throw blankets that you got that you want to sell. You post it on a Monday post it again the following Wednesday, maybe in a different format, yeah. um, because that algorithm's tough. I always say, don't be afraid to, to blast yourself out there. Yeah. If you have a product, make sure that you're staying consistent on your social media to what you actually offer. I always say with social media, make sure you're sticking with why people follow you. Yeah. Are people following you? If you are a retail store, they want to see what you have to buy. Yeah. Um, so pump yourself up, put yourself out there and show people what you have. Um, and I also just make sure that you have in incentives that draw people in, yeah. um, have the discounts, have the, maybe like the sip and shops and, yeah. um, People are looking to shop local. There's also a big convenience factor with shopping local because you have something in your hands that day, especially for last minute shopping. Yeah. So definitely capitalize on maybe that December 15th and on yeah. when people, there is no more time for online shopping. Like don't give up till that December right. 24th. So Th that, that is a hundred percent me. Yeah. And I'm sure our team knows that. I'm yes. like 22nd, 23rd yeah. Christmas shopper. And you're going to shop in person. Yes. It's been <laughs> yes. too late for online yes. shopping. Yeah. So I just say, I mean, 
it's not a lack of like being too proud and like bragging about all these great, just put yourself out there. Yeah, like people want to know what you, you have, have to. to offer yeah. and, and be consistent with it. Right. Well, and that, that's the other thing too, you know, um, you know, the old saying of like, just because you build it does not mean people will come. That's exactly you right. You have to be able to point people in the direction that you want them to go. Right. And to your point as well, consistency is key. Um, it's key. It, it is key. It's king. <laughs> it, it really is. And, yeah. and, and you're, no one's going to be able to hear that message unless you're the one that's really promoting it out there as much as you yeah. can. Mm-hmm. I think too, you know, another thing that I love that you do and that is so critical with small business mm-hmm. and social media is that it's not all about the sale as right. it is about the connection with your audience, yes. right? So mm-hmm. going back to your example about that throw blanket, talk yep. about the materials involved and right. where it came from mm-hmm. and the patterns and the colors and, yep. you know, showcase it on beautiful hot pink furniture and yeah. how that would look. And, yep. you know, as opposed to it just being like, come 15% off and that's it. Bingo. You know what I mean? So. I also think, think about who would be a recipient of that blanket. Yeah. Okay. If you could picture buying a blanket for your grandmother or your niece, imagine gifting your niece this blanket and the two of you are going to watch movies together. Really? It really goes back to, for me, I'm very relational. I think if you can humanize something, really have people put themselves, um, in, in the position of actually utilizing your product or booking your space um, where they can see the value of it, they're much more likely to say, okay, I could see myself buying that or reserving that or doing that. Yeah. Now I'm going to make the call. Now yeah. I'm going to go on the website. Um, so I agree. Doing yeah. more than just the blasting it out there, but yeah. put a little work into it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So let's talk a little bit about, um, what does the future look like with all things Madison? Mm-hmm. I know you've had some exciting things unfold recently. Yeah. Um, so talk to us and I, I can't stand when people ask this question about, well, what, where do you see yourself in five years? I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to get through the week and I'm going to yes. focus on making, you know, yes. um, there, there are plans, but you know, in this business, sure. opportunities come your way left and right. And if they mm-hmm. make sense, that may completely transform the direction that you go. Maybe, sure. maybe not. Mm-hmm. So what's, what's sort of next with all things Madison that you have going on? Yeah. So the thing is with all things Madison, it is a digital platform, yeah. right? So if you look at where social media and websites and search engines and email newsletters, those things have all taken on a whole new life than they did five years ago, right? Mm -hmm. People, users use those platforms in way different ways. And I know that in 2027, (laughs) right, those things are all going to evolve even more. I'm sure there will be things that we could not have dreamt of that will have evolved. So what I'm committed to, regardless of what changes take place in the interwebs, um, staying on top of it, being being one step ahead, having that growth mindset, continuing to learn my number one job is to be an online resource for people that live in, work in, or visit Madison, period. However they are using the internet, I want to be in front of them, giving them authentic resources for how to discover the community around them. So I'm committed that regardless of what the internet looks like in five years, I want to still be on my A game. Yeah. The, you know, we recently went to a social media conference a couple of months ago, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of conversation around the metaverse and the future yeah, of the metaverse and sure. what that looks like. And I think for for what once was a sleepy little town of Madison, mm-hmm. that's a pretty heavy lift to try to wrap your head around yeah. and kind of figure out. So it will be very interesting to see what the future of digital looks like over the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. But there's no doubt you guys, you'll be right front and center in the middle of it. So, well, and I think the other thing is that we are constantly trying to grow new arms of the business, right? I think as an entrepreneur, um, you never want to put all your eggs in one basket. 
Yeah. So while, yes, website articles are my bread and butter, I'm all over social media. We did launch a merchandise line um, just to let people have an opportunity to, yeah. to buy things that are specific to Madison that are kind yeah. of fun. Yeah. Um, there's not much profit in that, right? That's not really the goal. It's more yeah. of offering our community something that's fun. They can buy a Christmas ornament or a mug or, hey, realtors can purchase a ton of items yeah. to welcome you know, their client to the yeah. community. We are starting a subscription line where people pay um, a, a small fee per month and receive all these gift cards where they can go, not coupons, yeah. gift cards where they can go explore the community, um, a win for all people. We look at everything we do through the lens of, is this great for residents? Mm -hmm. Is this beneficial for them? Is it beneficial for a business? But also this is my business, right? Yeah. I have three kids. This helps keep yep. our lights on. So is it also a good business move? Yeah, absolutely. I'm so. excited about the subscription model yeah. because I, talking with you prior to this, mm -hmm. there's a ton of value in that aspect yes. of things, mm -hmm. which I mean, so if you're not signed up on that, you need to be, because I mean, <laughs> if you, if you want to support local community, you yeah. want to be able to, um, you know, get some really unique things that are specific to our, our, you know, local shops here and everything. Yes. Being able to, I mean, the ROI on that in itself mm -hmm. is tenfold, if oh, not, you know what I'm sure. saying? So mm -hmm. that, that's amazing. Thanks. So let's switch gears just a little bit. And I'm curious about, I want to hear about, and not that you have these in your world, so I don't know if you do, Okay. but any of the, the haters that look at the world of influencers sure. and how do you overcome that? Not only as an entrepreneur to really stand your ground and, mm -hmm. and, and because you are an entrepreneur, you are yeah. CEO, you are running this business oh, that yeah. is a very successful business. And that's hard for a lot of people to sometimes understand what that means and don't want to dive mm -hmm. into the world of influencer marketing necessarily, sure. but just some of the, the challenges that you faced, sure. how you've overcome them, yep. how you've overcome them as a mom. Yeah. I think that's a huge thing. You have mm -hmm. three young kids all under the Very age of 10. Yep. Holy cow. So mm -hmm. like, I don't know what you have for breakfast every morning, but I need to get some of that. Like, <laughs> the same thing every morning because it's one less decision. So what is it? I have <laughs> to... Just a protein shake with almond milk. <laughs> okay. All right. I just yep. I have carry. That's I it. So, yeah. and I would love to hear. So let's talk about that. Okay. Some of the challenges that you've overcome. Okay. And then I would love to hear about um, some of maybe the routines that help sure. keep your life in order? Yeah, those are good questions. Okay, so I am a why person. I learned in college, I actually got a degree um, in secondary education, English, and journalism, and I learned from a professor that the best way to lesson plan for your high school students was to backwards map. Where do you, what do you want them to learn? What do you want them to do? And then you plan it backwards mm -hmm. so that you know that end goal is achieved. That has rippled into every aspect of my life, huh. personally, professionally, just with vacations. I mean, I always backwards map and, and it kind of works because you do end up achieving a goal because you yeah. have a goal and you actually made a plan to get there. So I think for me, when it comes to my business, if I ever do receive criticism, I don't want to say, I, I mean, I'm so grateful. I don't feel like I have many verbal haters per se, but I yeah. definitely would say I have people who occasionally will try to catch you like, right. Oh, gotcha. Or they try and challenge you. Right. Yeah. And for me, while yes, it obviously catches you off guard. You're a little bit like, eh, wait, that kind of, that was unnecessary. Yeah. I do feel like I'm able to come back and, and justify, um, why I do what I do mm -hmm. because there's very few things that I do that I don't have a reason. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm very, big on consistency in all areas of my business. So I do feel like when I have some people that maybe just don't understand that mm -hmm. I'm able to come back and kind of have the last word. Yeah. And also yeah. understanding 
that there will be people who maybe they just flat out don't understand what I do and that that's actually not my job to explain it to them. That if what I'm doing is working for my audience for the people who, who are my audience, cause not everyone is into everything. Right. right. Um, but if I'm serving the people who are genuinely interested in what I'm offering, um, just being confident in yeah. that yeah, absolutely. and knowing that I'm doing the right things and serving my community and sure it's no fun when people are negative, but yeah, you've got to have a little thick skin. Yeah, you do. You have to have very thick skin. Yeah, for sure. This is not um, having a business is not an easy is not an easy feat no. by any means. Mm-mm. And trying to do that <laughs> while you're balancing, you know, married life and sure. motherhood and all of that kind of stuff. So, talk a little bit about um, you know some of the routines that routines. help you you know keep that straight in line. And sure, I know uh, you know having three kids, they're a little bit older, so they're mm-hmm. more self sufficient. Still three kids though, but having three under the age of ten, I don't yeah. know that I would be sane um, and and looking half as decent and beautiful as you do on a regular <laughs> basis. I'd have like eggs in my yeah. hair and all sorts of crazy stuff. So, yeah. but like, what, what are some of like maybe three or four things on mm-hmm. a daily basis that you're like, without a doubt, this is what I do. Helps me run through the day. Sure. One less thing to worry about. Yeah. So I would say my Monday through Friday look the exact same. Yeah. Every single week, there is very little differentiating from that. Um, I think the first thing that I do, that's always a piece of advice for people who work from home or entrepreneurs is consider this a job. I think there's this misconception that if you work from home or you work for yourself, that you have this endless flexibility, right? And the thing is, you do have flexibility. You understand. However, if say I have a girlfriend that texts me, Hey, I know you're working from home or I know you can take off because you're your own boss. Whenever you you want to go to lunch at 11, say I take two hours and meet her for lunch because I can. I have 40 hours of work to do. I actually have about a hundred hours of work to do, right? As an entrepreneur. Yeah. So if I take two hours for lunch, when am I going to do that two hours of work? Because it doesn't disappear, right? So am I now going to do that from nine to 11 PM? That's not good for my creative space. That's not good for balancing um, time with my spouse or my children. Yeah. So what I've had to learn is that I have work hours unapologetically and that those are flexible for the right things, but yeah. that generally I work eight to three every day without question. And then I have those extra hours where I do some work on the weekends for various projects, but that's selected carefully. Yeah. So that's the first routine is I love it. So you're setting your own boundaries yeah. regardless of for sure. the structure. Maybe that is, is yes. viewed on the outside as being more flexible. Yes. Yeah, which is great. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, another routine is that I utilize, um, so I'm most creative. My brain is most on in the morning. Mm-hmm. So identifying when you are on your A game and then taking your hardest projects that require the most the biggest parts of your brain oh. and doing those during that time. Yeah. So for me, that is eight to ten AM. That is when I could run a marathon mentally. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I take the hardest things that I have that day or the most important tasks, those happen eight to ten AM. Yeah. Um, and I know that about myself. But yeah. so many of these things just take time and trial and error to figure out, um, which is the beauty of sticking with your business, right? So there's certain things you just can't learn without Right. Time. Right. Um, well, and that consistency of getting yourself into that routine yes. as well, I bet is extremely helpful. That way you're yeah. not having to, you know, reconfigure 
the, mm -hmm. the schedule or the agenda or your priority list. Like you've already got it. Okay, from eight to ten, yeah. this is my window for X, and then from you know ten mm -hmm. to twelve is you know my time for this. Yes, for sure. Um, I would say the other part of just routine is I have invested financially in things that make my business easier. Yeah. So just certain online platforms. Um, I have a director of operations that I hired about three months ago and um, having very specific ways that I utilize those that then go back and help my business so that I can stick to those work hours. What is your most favorite? What could you not live without as it relates to that? Sure. So right now I couldn't imagine living without Slack. Um, Slack. Yeah, Slack, Slack is, is how my um, director of operations and I communicate all day long. Yeah. So I also really like later.com. Mm -hmm. Later.com is a resource where I can go ahead and schedule some of my Instagram content. So mm -hmm. I pay for that annually. And also just having a really good um, website host yeah. who is available 24 hours a day. If I have an article that's going bananas and I need to make sure that my website isn't going to go down, um, I invest in that because that is my, I mean, that's the house. Oh yeah. Right. Yep. It's, it's yep. household insurance. Um, just making sure that those key things are in place. And when those things are seamless, you can do all the other little things. Yeah. So I think that's a big thing is not a lot of, um, especially when you're getting started, not a lot yes. of people realize how many resources are out there to help you automate some of those daily mm -hmm. things that just make your life easier. Yes. Um, you know, we, we, we did a little bit of editing on this particular one, but one thing that came up was a reminder through, um, a little dot over here and her name rhymes with something that I can't say because then she'll go on. <laughs> she'll, she'll chime in. It starts with an A by Amazon. How about that? And it was, it. it was Gracie's reminder to drink her water, you know? Yeah. Um, but, but it's little things like that that yeah. I know that sounds silly, but like I Does set it. a reminder on mine in my office yeah. five minutes for every single meeting that I have because I am so get smart. deep focus and Same. then it's like, whoop, someone's there to tell me, Hey, you have a call in 10 minutes. You better get ready for it. Yes. Um, because if I don't guess what, I'm going to be late and then sure. I'm going to be late for the rest of the day. Cause it will, mm -hmm. if I'm late in the morning, it just carries on throughout the day, which yeah. drives me nuts. Yes, so, yeah. I would say I'm the same. So I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. Um, so how do you, at the end of the day, you know, your kids mm -hmm. come home from school and, you know, you pick up the little one and your husband comes home. Yeah. How do you turn it off and make sure that you're focused 100% and you're in the moment? Um, I don't know if you have listened or read, and I know the team may, may do a little bit of an eye roll, but, um, you know, the Ed Milet, the power of one more. Mm -hmm. One of the things that you talk it's phenomenal. Okay. You got to listen to it. Okay. Yeah. And then there's a, there's a big chapter on faith okay. and he's, it's amazing. Okay. Um, but one of the things that he talks about is really setting boundaries and setting priorities. And he talks mm -hmm. about how, you know, if you're pulling into the driveway of your home and you're on a conference call and your kids come out to greet you right off the bat, they know they are not your priority. Mm -hmm. And so you've already set the tone, yep. you know, and so, and especially with younger kids, mm -hmm. you know, my youngest, every, the girls know this. Every time I pull into the driveway, he comes out and opens the door and he wheels me in like he's Aww. in it like he's like an airport yeah. director yeah. or something like that you know it's so cute yeah. and he's just like hey mama and he helps me with my backpack or with my bag and all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff and but if I'm on the phone or I'm texting or I'm like I'll be with you and right one second give mommy you, one minute yeah. you know that one minute never lasts <laughs> no. for one minute right mm -hmm. because it's very very hard so how do you what sort of routines or regimens do you get yourself into where mm -hmm. you can shut it off focus the attention. I would just, I would love to hear your tips on that. Yeah. So I don't know, this is not good business advice. It's really not. Okay. Um, well, I know that. At least you're I, yeah, I do not respond to any emails, any social media after three. I mean, 
I, I shouldn't say never. I would say 99% yeah. of what I get now, the, the flaw in that is that I still see the notifications yeah. and that's purposefully, I want to see what's coming up because if I do need to do damage control or, or get ahead right. of something, however, I've set a boundary for myself mentally that I will not start those conversations that, and it's also setting a, a precedent for some of those people that are communicating with me Absolutely. that I will get back to you at 8 a.m. So I talked about what I do when I'm on my A game mentally, emails are 8 a.m. Yeah. Um, I firmly believe that if you're going to be in a social media business, it is not a one-way street. You mm -hmm. have to be okay with that constant two-way communication yeah. um, with every follower, every business, yeah. every person that I'm working with professionally. However, if we looked at 20 years ago, you had an off switch and I can feel myself in a little bit of a mental spiral when I'm constantly on. Yeah. As a creative, it's really important to be able to turn it off. Mm -hmm. And so there, I'm not much of a TV watcher. I just, I fall asleep. It's just, I, it's not one of my hobbies. So I find that at night it would be easy for me to say, Hey, um, I don't really have anything to do. I'm going to work a little bit. Um, but I have been able to stay away mostly from burnout, I think because I do force myself to turn off. Yeah, um, that's great. And so I struggle with my children sometimes, um, I, you know, with saying, give mommy another minute or this yeah. or that. Um, but I also tell them that, hey, this is my job and I do have the flexibility to provide for you, but it's because I'm working a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, mom guilt is a silly thing. Yeah, but it's but it's a legit thing, and it's there. Yeah, you know? and it especially, is. Especially, you know, with your kids, you know, you, you don't get yeah. that time back. You don't. There, there is no opportunity to make mm -hmm. that up in in the same way that you know sure. really matters to them. So it's hard. It's it is hard associated with that. You know, but mommy's job makes money, yeah. and then my my job provides various things for yeah. them. And so yeah. there's also a part of me that says, you know, I, I hope one day they look at that and respect that. And yeah. they also grind really hard too. Yeah. Um, they will. They will. because you know, it's not a crime to have a job. Right. Right. And yeah. so you just have to balance that mentally. You do. It's, it's, not, it's hard for everybody. Well, the, but I think though, as, as a mom, as a woman, mm -hmm. you're setting such a great example for your three girls to see how I hope so. No, you are, you are. And I mean, we talked about this yeah. before. I mean, I have a daughter who yeah. has played a very critical role in this business yep. and she has watched, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly. Yes. She, you know, the team knows, like she knows who our clients are. She's yeah. like, so what's going on with that one? You know, because she knows. <laughs> Oh, you know, right. she hears about it. And, mm -hmm. but that, you know, regardless of us mm -hmm. seeing the return immediately, they learn a lot from that. Sure. And they really do see how that gumption and that drive and that motivation and the fact that you're getting up at the butt crack of dawn and sometimes you got to yes. stay up really, really late. And, you know, yes. that, I think that persistence really treat, you know, allows mm -hmm. great qualities to be um, developed and strengthened within, especially within young girls. So yes. yeah, they, I hope they, so. yeah, <laughs> they're young, but have little it, she bosses someday. I know. They exactly, can do whatever. Yes. I mean, this is the age of the side hustle, the entrepreneurship. Yeah, you know, they say that, of course, college is important, right? But there's so much that you can also self-teach. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so I hope for our girls that if there's something they want to learn, however method they want to, that they 
find the resources to do it and, yeah. and then do whatever they want because we live in an age where you really can. You can. Yeah. So that's, I love this community and, it, and it's like this across the board, but this community is so receptive and supportive mm-hmm. of entrepreneurs. Yes. And I mean, having the resources here where you don't have to do it by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think as you know, you and I share very similar personalities. Yeah. I think where it's like, well, I need to, I need to do it all. I need to have control all and understand things. of it. Right. <laughs> yes. And you, you're like, well, I can, but I'm going to die a very young age and I'm going <laughs> to drive myself crazy. Yes. So, I mean, you have to really realize, let me put my focus in what I'm really good at mm-hmm. and then lean on resources that I can trust. Yes. Um, that way you can be able to be the good mom, the good wife, the good spouse, mm-hmm. the good partner, all of those things. Yep. So, so I have one last question for you okay. before we kind of wrap up. Yeah. So if you were to sort of look back, you know, at the earlier version of Erica, maybe 10 years ago, you okay. know, you probably, maybe you didn't envision that you would kind of be doing what you're doing today. Yeah. What's a piece of advice that you would give your younger self just about sort of the, the journey that you've taken and, and sort of things to keep an eye on as you mature into this, into the young woman that you are today? Sure. I think that um, there have been times I sometimes can be a lot or I'm very extroverted or, you know, I'm sometimes doing things that are a little bit off the cusp, right? Or what some people would view as a little risky. Um, and there's been insecurity in that, right? When people kind of side eye, oh, she's going to go do this national public speaking thing instead of just working the traditional job or, or she's going to go do this or do that. That seems a little risky or out of left field, but the things that I've always done have utilized my talents and they're things that I care about and I've had a lot of fun doing them. I've just felt insecure about them at times and how non-traditional some of my paths have been. And so I think I would tell myself to not be so insecure. Um, and that if I understand what lights me up every day, that I know brings value to other people, that I know utilizes my talents, um, to just go for it. Just do it. Right? And yeah. also, um, if you're doing those three things, let go of being such a planner. Yeah. Um, because you never know what's around the corner. And in my life, I could have never predicted what was around the corner a year from now or two years or five years you know, in the future. And it's always honestly, usually better than what I maybe would have wanted for myself. As long as you're continuing to kind of do some of those things I just mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. Staying true to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And taking risks. I think taking risks is, Mm -hmm. it's it's not an easy thing to do, Yeah, you know, but the more you do it and Mm -hmm. the more you realize that the world doesn't collapse and you have people around to support you, you build that confidence more that allows you to do that. So that's a great piece of advice. I think educated risks. Yeah. That would be my thing is, um, take risks that are well researched, where you have all your ducks in a row, even if they're a little misunderstood, if you have your ducks in a row, go for it. Yeah. I love that. That's a great piece of advice. Yeah. Awesome. I can't wait to see where things are going to be in the next few years for you and all things Madison. Well, insane. Oh, I mean, and, and, you know, for those that aren't familiar with the community here, I think we're the fastest growing zip code in the state of Alabama, Mm -hmm. have the best school system, number one school, number one school system, which is insane. So that makes me very happy as a mom and having three kids and three schools, um, which is fantastic. I know. I mean, it's, it's just awesome. So thank you so much for everything that you do for our community and it's been awesome to get to see your journey unfold and just get a chance to know you. Well, you're, you're the epitome of the florist she boss. There's no um, doubt about that. Well, I, know. I have felt a lot of support from businesses like yours and, you know, entrepreneurs like you. And I have so many great mentors and yeah. that's crucial. So yeah, thanks for having is. me. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys so much for joining us. 